Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 189, how to use text expanders for faster podcasting. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. There is a tool that I fell in love with the very moment I started using it. And since using this tool, my life has been completely changed. It affects my blogging. It affects my podcasting. It affects my business. It affects my personal email correspondence. It affects my Twitter usage, my social media usage. It affects so much that I do on my computer and on my mobile devices. This thing that I'm going to share with you, has in fact saved me 44 hours total. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's 44 solid hours of doing nothing but typing if I type at about 60 words per minute. And it has saved 792,000 characters for me. I'm talking about a text expander. What text expansion does is you type in a few letters and then it expands those letters out into something much bigger. For example, I could type TAP and it expands that out to the audacity to podcast. I wouldn't necessarily use that specific abbreviation because if I'm telling someone tap on the home screen of your iPhone, then it's going to say the audacity to podcast on your home screen on your iPhone. That won't work out very well. So it's good to have little expansion abbreviations. That's what you type. The abbreviation is that short part that you type that you wouldn't otherwise normally type. Many people will start these with a double letter. So instead of T-A-P, it might be T-T-A-P. Other people will put a symbol there like a dot, like dot T-A-P, or they'll start it with a word like E-X-P dot T-A-P or something like that. And I'll give you some tips on how to have an effective text expansion snippet. And I've got a really special bonus for you with this episode. If you are on a Macintosh computer using OS X and you have Text Expander, I have a special free bonus for you. And that is that you can download some of my favorite text expander snippets, stuff like an instant PayPal pay, donate, or subscribe. URL, or instantly insert an image, quickly insert links to your podcast URLs, including subpages, use a Google Analytics tracker. You can also quickly insert a lorem ipsum chunk of text, like a paragraph, a sentence, or just a few words or something. You can also put in search engine optimized HTML, shorten links to short bit.ly or JMP links, and more cool stuff, including some special characters. And these are some of my favorite text expansion snippets. And you can download those by going to the show notes for this episode, the audacity to slash text expansion, or go to the audacity to slash my T E that's M Y T E short for my text expansions. So text expansion saves a lot of characters and I'll share with you 10 different ways that you can use a text expander in your podcasting or in your business or in your blogging or whatever you're doing on your computer or mobile device 
10 different things that you can use text expansion to do and save time for you. And it's not just text. That's what's really cool about this and almost magical. But first, let me give you a few tools that you could use for this thing. Because you may be thinking, okay, the idea of typing out three letters and having two pages of text pop back is really cool. But how do I do that? You need a tool for this. There are several different tools depending on what platform that you're on. My absolute favorite tool for this is Text Expander. That is for OS X. Text Expander in this case is one word. Now, if you go to the show notes for this episode, number 189, you'll see a link for Text Expander, or you can go to the com slash text expander. And right now, at the time of this recording, for the rest of this week, the second week in September 2014, Text Expander is on a 51% discount right now. That is through a service called Stack Social. And Text Expander normally costs $35 or around there for a Mac computer. And you can get it for just about $17. Check that out. If the sale is over, that link will automatically take you to where else you can purchase Text Expander. But for OS X, Text Expander is the best. And in fact, I think across all of these other platforms, because I got my start using Text Expanders on Windows originally, but I really like the way that Text Expander does it on OS X better than the tools do for Windows. So if you're on OS X, get Text Expander and get my free snippets over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash myte. If you're on Windows, though, get the program Phrase Express. It works a lot like Text Expander. Some of the things are completely interchangeable or convertible from one program to the other. And it does many of the same things. Certain things are different. Not every snippet will work in Phrase Express that works in Text Expander. For example, AppleScript will not work in Phrase Express, but it would work in Text Expander. That's a much more advanced thing you can do with Text Expansion. But it won't work on Windows. That particular language. Other languages may work, though but not that one. So Phrase Express for Windows, there's a link in the show notes, theaudacitypodcast.com slash text expansion. If you are using an iOS device, then get Text Expander for iOS. It's by the same people who make Text Expander for OS X. But the Text Expander for iOS right now, and this is the day before Apple announces all the features of iOS 8 and the launch date and everything there, But right now, Text Expander for iOS can integrate with other third-party apps. So if you buy this one app, it can integrate with other apps like Drafts for iPhone or Drafts for iPad, which is one of my new favorite apps for iPad. I do a lot of writing now in that program. And Text Expander for iOS can integrate with that iOS app. So you don't necessarily type just in Text Expander, but you find other apps that integrate with it, like certain email clients and such. But when iOS 8 comes out for Apple's mobile devices, they'll offer the option for more developer integration, including having your own keyboard in iOS. And Text Expander, or Smile Software, is already really excited about this feature because it means that they can have system-wide text expansion inside of iOS. That's really cool. But even if you don't have Text Expander or don't have iOS 8, you can get basic text expansion on iOS. Just go to your settings on your device, then go to General, 
then to keyboard, and there's a spot where you can add keyboard shortcuts. This, this is another form of text expansion where all that you're doing is you're typing in, when I type this, replace it with this. It works great for iOS devices, especially since the typing experience on iOS devices can be difficult, especially typing HTTP colon slash slash. I hate typing that on an iOS device, but with a keyboard shortcut or basically text expansion on our iOS, it makes it much easier. For Android, there is also a version of Phrase Express that can work as a system-wide keyboard on Android, so you get all of those same snippets for any app that you're using on Android. If all you do is work in Chrome, either Chrome OS or the Google Chrome browser, then you can get a plugin for Chrome that is Text Expander. That is two words this time, Text Expander for Chrome. And if you're on iOS doing a lot of writing like emails or Evernote or writing blog posts or anything, Drafts for iPhone or Drafts for iOS is a great platform. And then it can integrate with Text Expander for iOS and then send to your different apps. Like it can send to Evernote, it can send to email, it can send to all of these other different places. So you can do your writing there and then send it to the other app for where it needs to go. Check out the links for each of these resources in the show notes for this episode, number 189, at com slash text expansion. And if you use Text Expander for OS X, definitely get my favorite text expander snippets there from the show notes. In fact, they'll probably, most of them will work as well for iOS, just not all of them. So now, 10 ways that you can use text expansion for podcasting or blogging or business or anything that you do. Number one, addresses. You may not have a problem at all remembering the different addresses in your life, your email addresses, phone numbers, physical addresses and such. And typing these things may actually be a second nature to you. But if you type them often, that's a perfect candidate for text expansion. It can save keystrokes and you can enter the address much faster. One of my favorite and most used text expansion snippets is simply my podcast URL. All I have to do is on my computer, I type tap.url, and then there's a little bloop sound, and my computer then offers, because of text expander, to paste in the URL for the Audacity to Podcast, but I can type in something additional. So it would be the Audacity to Podcast.com slash something else. So you can do web addresses like that. You can also do a mailing address, your P.O. box, your physical address. You can have feedback information where you type something out and it quickly pastes in your phone number, your email address, and your whatever other feedback page or URL that you want to use. You could also use this for email addresses. I have so many email addresses and I don't like typing them all. And this is something that I've been lazy in making text expansion snippets for this where now what I can do is I can type D at DJD, and it expands out to Daniel at djosephdesign.com. And I have that for a lot of my other email addresses too, like feedback addresses for multiple podcasts or personal addresses on multiple domains. This is one great way that it's not necessarily saving you brain cells, but it is saving you time and making some of this much more convenient to quickly type so you can move on to what's more important. So that's number one, addresses. Number two, canned messages. 
Whenever you need to say the same thing more than once or a couple times, this would make a great text expansion snippet, no matter how long it is. And these messages can even include certain customizations within it. Like if I have a particular message that I send back as accepting an interview request, and I want to use the person's name in it a couple places in it, I can set up a basic form letter, and it uses their first name that I enter when I type in my text expansion abbreviation, then I type in their name, and then it uses that name throughout the letter. So it might start by saying, Dear John, blah, 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 blah. Later on, it says, Thank you, John, for this invitation. I really look forward to it. And then maybe there's somewhere else that says, John, I really appreciate your emailing me. I look forward to hearing back from you. So I only had to type their name once. I didn't even have to type the entire letter. I just typed that once. And then I can reuse it. So different canned messages that you can use, short and long, are tweets like, uh, you're going live, or maybe it's in response to something someone said, or a particular thing you frequently have to link to in a tweet or some kind of social message. Form letters, you can even automatically enter your subject line, press the tab key, and then paste in the full text for your email message, all from just a text expansion snippet. And that is where you program in what your subject line will be, you tell it to type tab key for you. It's basically like pressing it for you, and then it tabs over to the next field. Paste that in. You can also do this for email replies like interview requests, sponsorship inquiries, and many other things, or any kind of common response that you have. If you find yourself commonly having to say the same thing in response to the same question that's posted in many different places by different people, a common response expansion snippet could be great for you. It could also work great for your email signature. Depending on what platform you use for sending your email, you may or may not have the ability to send with different signatures depending on which account you're using or depending on what your mood is for that day. Maybe if you're sending an email to one person, you want your signature to contain your podcast. But if you're sending an email to another person with the same email address, you want your business to be in the signature. Text expansion can make that happen for you by having a signature for each of these and you type it out very quickly with your abbreviation that expands into the full text. You can also do something like a personal bio or your podcast about information, basically your elevator speech, something like that that you frequently use. I use my bio a lot because I'll be interviewed by other podcasters. I apply for certain interview opportunities. So instead of going, finding it, pasting it or retyping it, oh, heaven forbid, retyping it, I just type in DJL bio and it pastes it in my bio and even includes hyperlinks if I set it up that way with rich text formatting, but I'll get to that in a moment. So this is number two, canned messages. Number three, special characters. There are some special characters that are just a shift key away, but others are more complicated, and some special characters are completely impossible to type on certain platforms. For example, an in-dash or an im-dash. They're kind of confusing and difficult for typing on Windows. They're easy on OS X. They're pretty easy on mobile devices, though not immediately evident. But legal symbols, what about like the registered trademark or unregistered trademark sign or the copyright sign? Those could be something that you set as a text expander. 
But then there are certain characters that are impossible to type anywhere, like the proper dimension character, not just an X, like to say it's 300 by 250. You wouldn't just put an X there. That's actually technically incorrect. There's a special symbol. It's the multiplication symbol, or you could call it a dimension symbol as well. And that, it looks like an X, but it goes in there instead, and it's a proper thing. Sometimes software will be smart enough to detect this, but sometimes not. So I set up a text expansion snippet where I just type dot B-A-Y, so by, like I'm saying 300 by 250, and then it inserts the proper multiply symbol there. So I am being correct and not just using the letter X. I hope your brain didn't explode just from learning that there's a proper symbol for that. But another thing is the backtick or a tilde character, which if you type with Markdown, and I like Markdown for writing my blog post, writing a lot of stuff now I write in Markdown, a backtick character is very important for writing out HTML code or anything that you want to indicate is some special code then the backtick character would be used. You're probably thinking, what is the backtick? It's kind of like a single apostrophe, but a little bit different. If you are on a computer, usually the backtick and the tilde key are the same. So you would hold down shift to get the tilde, and you just press the key to get the backtick. But either of those two characters, the tilde or the backtick, are impossible to type on some mobile devices. So... I've created a text expansion snippet for those on my mobile devices, so it's easier for me to type that, especially when I'm writing in Markdown and I need to illustrate a piece of HTML code. So this is number three, special characters. Number four, dynamic information. This is where text expansion can take something that's commonly already existing but can change on an on-demand basis and enter it automatically for you. Like you can enter the current date or the current time, and you could enter this in any format that you want. It could be in a chronological format where you have the year, then the month, then the day, or it can be in American format where you have the month, then the day, then the year, or it can be in British format where you have the day, the month, and the year. You can do the same thing with time. Enter it with AM or without AM. You can enter it in 24-hour format, 12-hour format, anything like that. You can also do math with the current date and time where you're either adding to or subtracting from the current time by a certain amount of current time. Like you could always have a snippet where you type in something like maybe it's dot tomorrow or something else like that, T tomorrow, something where it will then insert tomorrow's date. Or something where it's always 24 hours from whenever you enter that snippet. Anything like that. You can also have snippets that automatically insert your clipboard contents. So if you've copied something on your computer, instead of pasting it, if you want to do something special with that paste, then text expansion can do that for you. I'll get to, in just a moment, some of the cool things that you can do with that. So that's number four, dynamic information. Number five, URL processing. Sometimes you need something more than just a plain URL or just a URL that has slash and then something you enter in automatically. Text expansion, depending on what tool you're using, can often do even cooler things than that. Instead of asking you 
what do you want after this slash, it could automatically insert that based on the URL you already use. For example, I could take a URL, copy it, type in a text expansion like it could be something like G Tracker, and then it pastes the URL that I had copied plus all of the Google Analytics campaign tracking information that needs to be added onto the end of that URL for specialized campaign tracking. All of this UTM underscore content, UTM underscore campaign, all of that stuff, it can put that in for me. But it can do even cooler things. Like I could have certain text expansion snippets, and these are easy to find, where it takes an Amazon URL, just a regular product URL, I copy it, then when I Enter, maybe I do something like Amazon.aff for affiliate. It pastes my URL in with my affiliate code automatically attached to that URL appropriately. And it might even replace whatever affiliate code was already in the URL with my affiliate code so that when I share that Amazon affiliate link, then it's sharing my affiliate instead of some other affiliate. You can even do cool things like shortening a link I have a text expansion snippet and it is in my free snippets for text expander where you copy a URL. I type in something like JMP and then it takes the URL that's in my clipboard, runs it through bit.ly and then pastes in instead of my original long URL that I copied, it pastes in a short bit.ly or JMP URL in its place. That is beautiful. Works great especially when I have a really long URL and I don't want to go through and bother with making my own short URL, it's a great way to instantly get a short URL for stuff like YouTube descriptions or Reddit posts, forum posts, or anything like that. So that's number five, URL processing. Before we move on to the last five, let me go back over these first five. Number one is addresses. Number two, canned messages. Number three, special characters. Number four, dynamic information. And number five, URL processing. Then number six, you can put in HTML or CSS. Now don't let this scare you because this could be your salvation when it comes to HTML or CSS. It doesn't have to be just for advanced users. This could be certain HTML code you have to use quite frequently, but you can never remember the particular syntax. Like I remember when I first started getting into HTML, I was writing forum posts on the Adobe forums, stuff like needing help with Photoshop and InDesign and Illustrator. And I would put links in and someone said, well, why don't you just write that in HTML? It would make it so much more helpful for us. We wouldn't have to copy and paste the link that you just gave us. We could just click on it. And they gave me this code that made absolutely no sense to me. Had this little arrow symbol and an A, which I didn't know why it said A instead of link or URL or something like that. And then it said href and i had no idea what href stood for or why that was there and this whole thing seemed really confusing to me but if i could just simply copy and paste that over and over quite commonly then i wouldn't have to remember that html so there are certain cool things you can do where a text expansion snippet could automatically wrap whatever you have copied with html like bold italics a hyperlink a div and many other html tags You can also use text expansion for SEO-friendly hyperlinks where you have a smart HTML link to your website and it has all the right stuff set for some good SEO backlinks. So maybe you're not just saying the Audacity to Podcast and hyperlinking that 
to my site. But what I would do is I would say my how-to podcast about podcasting. And then when you hover over it, it says the Audacity to Podcast. And if you click on it, it takes you to the Audacity to Podcast.com. I have that set up as a text expansion snippet where it's just T-A-P-S-E-O and it inserts that HTML. That's in my free text expansion snippets that you can get over at the Audacity to Podcast.com slash my T-E. If you do any kind of CSS, then you're probably familiar with browser prefixing. That's where CSS3 stuff like rounded corners and drop shadows and other really cool things need all of these complicated prefixes. Instead of just border radius, it has to be stuff like dash moz dash border radius and all of this other stuff. Well, text expansion can fix that for you where you type something in and it automatically copies whatever dimensions that you enter or whatever value you enter into the other browser prefixed CSS statements. That way you don't have to worry about trying to remember them. You can paste them in very quickly. You could also use Text Expander for stuff like banner code or your Google tracking code that you maybe have to paste into certain static pages or lead pages or anything like that. Text expansion can make that so much easier for you. So that's number six, HTML and CSS. Number seven, form filling. This does get a little bit more complicated, but most desktop text expansion tools let you include certain keystrokes, for example, a tab. This can make it quicker to fill in a form where maybe you just say personal dot address or personal address is one word, something like that. But your results may vary with this because not all forms are alike. The way you would see this is if you're on first name and then you tab, does it then take you to last name? Or does it take you to middle initial? Or is the first name field a full name field, really, instead of just a first name field? Is there an address to line? There are many complications to this, but it could be something you could do. There are intelligent ways that you could even expand on this if you're filling out the exact same form over and over again, as you could put this stuff into text expansion and then make just those individual fields ask you what text needs to go in here by you insert a cursor there. You'll see examples of this in my text expansion snippets. So that's number seven, form filling. You could do this with stuff like your address, podcast information, usernames, but not passwords, or at least not password form fields, because most text expansion tools can't or won't fill in secure password fields. You could save a password for stuff like terminal access or other programs, but most of the time a text expander won't paste a password into a password field for you. So that's number seven, form filling. Number eight, pre-formatted text and images. This is where you can take text expansion beyond just plain text. You could use rich text formatting in your expansion snippets. Stuff like bold, italics, bullet points, hyperlinks, font sizes, and much more. So this would be a great thing to use for your show notes template for your podcast, or this could be your signature. Maybe you have .sig and that pastes in an image of your signature, which looks great at the end of your blog post. Maybe this is your podcast cover art image, or it could just be the URL to your podcast cover art or any kind of pre-hyperlinked text. I have a snippet where I type in T-A-P-L-I-N-K, so it's tap link. And it pastes in the Audacity to Podcast already hyperlinked 
so I don't have to then select it and hyperlink it. You could do lists and much more other cool stuff pre-formatted with images, without images, all kinds of really cool things that you can do with this. That's number eight, pre-formatted text and images. Number nine, advanced tasks and operations. Don't fall asleep with this, please, especially if you're driving. But this doesn't have to be limited just to advanced users. Sometimes you just need something to repeat this because you don't understand what's going on or I don't understand what's going on. You may not always remember these advanced things. And you may not be able to create these advanced snippets, but you can find someone else who has created something similar to what you want. Just search Google for your particular need and you'll probably find someone else has made it out there. So some of the cool things that you could do would be terminal or SSH commands. I use these on my web servers because I can never remember the proper syntax for certain SSH commands on my servers. Like, how do I synchronize these folders with each other? How do I change the permissions? Or how do I download this, upload that? How do I do these certain things? I can never remember the full thing. And then if I type it out, I press enter, and oh, I had a character wrong. And it's a pain to go replace that one character in whatever I typed and redo it. Text expansion can make that so much easier and it saves me so much time from having to remember what all these commands are because I'm not really a terminal command line kind of guy. Text expansion can also often do really advanced things with shell scripts or Apple script or other programming languages like Python or C plus or Visual Basic or depending on which app that you're using. So these are incorporating programming languages and essentially running miniature programs which then make your possibilities for what you can do with text expansion almost limitless. I just made a snippet for myself where I found someone else that made something similar and then I adapted it for my own use where I copy a URL or part of a URL, like what comes after the slash, and I load a new browser window and I type NDL all. So that's short for noodle all. And it then takes that URL that I have opens every one of my Noodle Mix podcast websites for the network, and it opens them all to that same equivalent page. So if, for example, I need to adjust a setting on a particular plugin across all of my websites, then I just use this particular snippet, and it opens all of my websites to that same page. And then all I have to do is just tab through the different tabs, adjust the settings, and save them one after the other. I don't have to then load the other site, browse to the right page, and all of that. It saves so much time. I love this. It's one of my newest favorite snippets that I have. You can also do certain things like open your current URL that you're browsing in a different web browser. Depending on what kind of technology is being used, this might be really important for you because it might not look good in a particular browser, so you open it in a different browser. You can also open multiple web pages at once like I do with Noodle Mix stuff or maybe it's your favorite web pages that you always want to open these or something else that might even be a bit more dynamic like depending on what's in your clipboard it opens certain pages for you. You can even do stuff like character encode your URLs. This is where you may have seen this before where if there's a space in a URL it gets converted to percent Two zero, And there are other characters that get converted to stuff like percent %3a and other things. These are encoded characters 
that are technically invalid to appear in a URL, like a colon somewhere else in a URL other than after the HTTP part or indicating some port somewhere. Some of these other things like slashes or backslashes or colons, some of that stuff might be invalid otherwise, and it needs to be encoded. And you can use text expansion to encode this stuff for you. I used to have to do this with the old iTunes affiliate program that was run through LinkShare. What they would do is I'd have to give them the URL for the iTunes store. They would add the same bit of a URL in front of it, but then encode the URL. So the colon slash slash was changed to something else. The dots were changed to something else. Other characters were changed to something else. Question marks and such changed to other things encoded. And I found a snippet, and with the help of the people who make Text Expander, we figured out a way that I could have this snippet that would convert that over for me. Thankfully, that's no longer a need because the new iTunes affiliate program through Performance Horizon Group doesn't use complicated URLs like that. They're really simple URLs and really easy to make. So that's number nine, advanced tasks and operations. And number 10 any other text. This is my permission for you to go crazy. Anything you can type can be abbreviated with a text expander and then quickly inserted whenever you need it and almost wherever you need it. Here are some ideas of things that you could put in as other text expansion snippets. Abbreviations. Like instead of typing BTW for by the way, you could make text expander or phrase express or whatever app you're using automatically change that to by the way, comma, and then you can start typing your next part of that sentence. And then you'll look a lot less lazy than the rest of us mere mortals if you're always typing out by the way, or in my humble opinion, or some of these other things, laughing out loud. I don't know if you'd really want to type that fully out, but then it can seem like you've spent a lot more time on this or just seem more professional sometimes. I'm surprised how many emails I see where they use all of these abbreviations, smileys and stuff, and it just doesn't look professional. So as much as possible, I try not to use abbreviations in professional emails. But with the podcast, I'm a bit more casual in some of my responses. So you might occasionally see a BTW from me. But you can also use text expansion for things that are just difficult to type, like names or places that have certain capitalizations or certain colons or anything like that that can slow you down in the process of typing. Make a text expansion snippet for that. It could be any kind of repeated phrase. I have a certain thing that I joke about saying, what the Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And I can never remember, how is Huey, Dewey, and Louis supposed to be spelled because each one of them follow a different spelling pattern. So I actually have a text expansion snippet that is WTHDL, then expands out to what the Huey, Dewey, and Louis. So any other phrase that you use commonly, you could then expand it out, abbreviate it in some way so that it expands out and saves you that time of typing it. Anything that you're really bad at spelling or you always struggle on the same word spelling that, you could put in some of your common misspellings and have those automatically corrected, maybe not expanded, maybe they're even being contracted to the appropriate thing. Or for example, if you don't want to type contractions and you're trying to beat the habit of typing contractions like isn't, aren't, and I'm, and other things like that, you could set those as text expansion snippets so that whenever you type a contraction, it's expanded out 
to the full grammatical phrase. You could also use this for WordPress shortcodes. Like some of the WordPress shortcodes can get really confusing and you have to remember what goes where and certain plugins like social subscribe and follow have so many things that you could have to the shortcodes that you might not remember the proper order or the proper spelling or anything like that that could go in certain places. So text expansion could help you there. So that's number 10, any other text. This list of 10 things you can do with text expansion is number one, addresses, number two, canned messages, number three, special characters, number four, dynamic information, number five, URL processing, number six, HTML or CSS, number seven, form filling, number eight, preformatted text and images, number nine, advanced tasks and operations, and number 10, any other text. I'd love to hear from you. What are some of the ways that you use text expansion? Or if you're just getting into this, tell me, how are you planning to use text expansion? Or maybe there's been something that your mind has just been blown. Like, I didn't think of using that. That will save me so much time. Please comment on the show notes. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash text expansion for the show notes for episode 189. That's also where you can go or go to slash my te for my free favorite text expander snippets that I can only guarantee they work in text expander for OS 10. And if you don't have a text expander for your computer, go to the show notes for the links for different text expanders that you can use. Try most of them have trial versions. So you can give it a try to see if it's something you like. And then I would say it's worth the investment. I bought text expander when it was retail price. And I never regretted doing that because I loved it the first time I tried it. Here are some quick tips for any kind of text expander you're using and almost regardless of how you're planning to use your text expander. First, look for anything you have to type more than a couple times and turn that into an expansion snippet the next time you type it. Don't try and sit down and think, okay, what's everything I type? Do this slowly Enter these things as you think of it and realize there are these patterns you're falling into where you're typing the same thing over and over. Make that a snippet. Another tip, make patterns for yourself to keep your similar snippets together and more memorable. Like everything for the Audacity podcast starts with TAP and then something unique and understandable like TAP URL or TAP iTunes or TAP SEO or all of these other things I have that start out with TAP. It's a pattern for me, and I also repeat that pattern with other podcasts. So for the ramen noodle, it would be TRN URL, TRN iTunes, and so on. Next tip, avoid capitalization or special characters in your abbreviations. Making them case-sensitive is not a good idea unless it's something that you never type in lowercase. But the idea is that You should avoid any kind of key combination that isn't easily available on your physical keyboard, like where you have to hold down shift to type something in like a special character, or it's hard to get to on your touch keyboard, like a period on the iPhone is more difficult to get to than a period on an iPad. And it slows me down when I do something like TAP period URL 
because I have to switch to the special characters keyboard, type the period, then switch back to the regular characters keyboard, then type the rest of it. Instead, it would be much faster if it was just TAP URL. Next tip is, like any new habit that is supposed to help you, give it some time and give it a legitimate try. I recommend at least a month. Force yourself to use this in even just a small capacity, even if it initially slows you down. There might be times where you type something out and realize, oh yeah, that's right, I could have used a text expander. Retype it with your text expander snippet. Train yourself how to use your snippets that you've created and create them over time. And my final quick tip for any text expander is download my favorite text expander snippets that you can adapt and use for your own podcast. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash myte to download those things. Now, if you're already on my email list, you are not going to receive these snippets automatically. You have to go over to the show notes for this episode 189 or over to theaudacitypodcast.com slash myte in order to get that download And even if you don't have a Mac, you might benefit from this download because you can at least see what I'm doing with some of these snippets and how I use some of these things in the actual practical text. And then adapt that for whatever program that you use, like Phrase Express or something else. And you can get all of those tools and everything I've mentioned here in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash text expansion. I've got an exciting announcement for you. This is episode 189. Episode 200 is coming very soon, and I've got a special surprise for you with episode 200. Now, don't immediately think, oh, this is going to be the same as everything else. But when I was thinking about what to do with the episode number 200, I was thinking, I'm not going to include 200 tips. That was difficult enough with 100 tips, and you guys did amazing If you got to send in a tip for that 100th episode, that was amazing. Go back and listen to all of those tips from other podcasters, theaudacitypodcast.com slash 100. But when I was thinking about episode 200, I saw the number 200 somewhere else. And that was, I hope this doesn't make you sick, John Lee Dumas posted a monthly income report that was $200,000 and a light bulb went off. I had the idea. And here's what we're going to do is John is going to join me for the 200th episode of the Audacity to Podcast, and he has given me permission to ask him any question. So I'll be looking for those hard questions to ask him. Stuff like, how much money did you make on your first episode? How many downloads did you have in your first month? How much time does it take you to do this stuff? How much money did you have when you left your job? How much debt did you have? How hard do you have to work to get your sponsors? And all of these hard questions, I want to know from you, what are the hard questions that you want to know about John Lee Dumas, his podcasting workflow with Entrepreneur on Fire, his income reports, anything there, please email me, feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com, because I would love to include your question. I want this to be helpful to you. And you know what we're also going to do? And he has welcomed this. We're going to talk about why you can't have success, why you can't be the next John Lee Dumas, but 
will talk about it in an encouraging way. And you'll realize there's certain things about his personality that you might not have. I know I don't have, so I can't have his kind of success because I don't have his kind of personality. I'll have my own kind of success. And I see that I'm having my own kind of success with my own kind of personality. So please send me your feedback and questions that you want me to ask John in that 200th episode of the Audacity to Podcast. Email feedback at the Audacity to Podcast. One more announcement for you because it just launched today is nationalpodcastday.com is now available. This is the National Podcast Day, September 30th, where we are trying to raise awareness for podcasting, tell people about other podcasts, show them how to get podcasts, open the world's eyes to this amazing other world of podcasting and the great content and information you can receive. I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting my forehead now because I realized the other day I was at a store and I got into a conversation with someone, with one of my friends who's familiar with podcasts and he listens to Leo Laporte podcasts and some other shows and someone else came up and they said, what's a podcast? And so my friend who's completely not technical and I were explaining what a podcast is and examples of what kind of content you could get in a podcast. And this lady's mind must have been blown. She was so amazed. She was so excited about this because she was thinking about her favorite TV shows and getting more content on her favorite TV shows. And I wish I recorded it. I could have just pulled out my iPhone and recorded that conversation, video or audio. But don't make my same mistake, please. You record something awesome for this. Ask someone, what's your favorite podcast? Don't tell them what a podcast is yet, but just ask them, what's your favorite podcast? See what they say, record their response. You can have some fun with this. Be respectful, of course. But the main thing we want to do is celebrate podcasting and let the world know about podcasting. Make this so that it's not just one in eight or whatever the statistic is right now of people who have ever listened to a podcast. Let's make that eight out of eight, or even just bump it up a little bit higher. Let's do what we can to make the world know about podcasts. So you can go to nationalpodcastday.com, get resources there, watch the video about the event, see ways that you can participate in this, sign up for the newsletter where you can get updates on what's going on and how you can participate, and much more over at nationalpodcastday.com. If you forgot every URL that I mentioned, and I repeated a lot of them, the place you need to go is simply theaudacitytopodcast.com slash text expansion. That's where I've got all of the links I mentioned. You can download my favorite text expander snippets. You can get the link to National Podcast Day and much more. And all of these tools that I've mentioned over there at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash text expansion. The show notes for episode 189. Please comment there on the show notes on how text expansion has changed your world or how you're going to make it change your world. I'd love to hear from you as well as what some of your favorite snippets and tools for text expansion are. Again, that's the audacitypodcast.com slash text expansion, the show notes for episode 189. Please send me your questions and feedback that I can incorporate into the podcast. Email feedback at the audacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 or send a voice message right through the website. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the audacitytopodcast.com. 
Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. We have a brand new podcast coming to the network that if you are a woman, you will love this podcast. If you are a working mom, a stay-at-home mom, if you're a wife, if you're a daughter, if you are a mother, anything like that. If you are a woman, you will love this podcast. Watch for it soon at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.